0: Good
1: morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Penny C. I am from the Boston area and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, January 4th, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, we are in the chapter We Agnostics on page 53, the second paragraph that begins with when we became alcoholics and ending with what was our choice to be. Today's readers are Mary Lou G. for the 12 Steps, Laurie C. for the 12 Traditions, the readers of the text are Karen W. and my Jo, and Vanessa G. is our backup today. The newcomer greeter will be Pam S.R., and the second-hour host is Roz G. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, January 3, 2023, are these. The 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,812, 19812. The 10 a.m. Meeting, 19,813. at a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Now I am going to ask uh, Mary Lou G. to read the steps we took, which I was suggested as a program of recovery. Good morning, Mary Lou Mary Lou?
2: Can you hear me now, Penny? Penny, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead, Mary Lou. Oh, oh, okay, good, thank you. Um, One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me do service. I pass.
1: Thank you, Mary Lou. That was Mary Lou G. And I'm going to now call on Laurie C. to read the twelve traditions.
3: Hi, Lori C. from Virginia. These are the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside matters. Hence, Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you for letting me do service.
1: Thank you. That was Lori C. And now here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page one, page 52 in we agnostics the second paragraph which begins with when we became alcoholics and ends with what was our choice to be and I'm going to ask Karen W to start that reading for us
4: good morning penny thank you for service Uh, My name is Karen W. uh, from Katy, Texas, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. When we became alcoholics, crushed by a self-imposed crisis, we could not postpone or evade. We had to fearlessly face the proposition that either God is everything or else he is nothing. God either is or he isn't. What was our choice to be? Well, my choice is God, for sure. Um, I'm not a religious person, I'm a spiritual person, and I believe the spirit lives within me, and I have to work the steps on a daily basis. And I thank God for my sponsor, because she helped me so much, um, to clear away the wreckage of my past, um, to clear my head, uh, and of course, putting down the food, Uh, help that process, and um, it helps me to grow emotionally, spiritually, and physically, you know, releasing uh, X amount of weight. And my eyes are not as broken as they were. Uh, My heart is filled with joy. And um, I love this meeting and I'm so grateful that I get to do service. Um, I'm just a little bit over six months abstinent, and um, it feels wonderful. So any newcomers out there, please keep coming back. It works if you work it, and I pass.
1: Thank you so much, Karen W. And now before I take a list of names of folks who would like to share, let me just remind you that we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day. That means if you've shared on Monday or Tuesday of this week on any of the vision for you meetings, please hold back and allow other voices to be hold to be held and to be heard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so um I will be doing the timing, and I'll do the best to my best to hear every name that is given. Who would like to share on this paragraph?
5: Lisa B, Tina S, Rivka
1: R., R, Lulu R. L. Kimar. I have Lisa, Tina, and Rick. Lulu R. Rivka R in Baltimore.
3: Lulu L.
1: Okay, Hold on. I'm going to say the names I have, and I'm so glad so many people want to share. I have Lisa, Tina, Rick, Rivka. Nancy R and W. Nancy R. A. W. K. Lulu L. L.
6: Trisha G. Rachel
1: K.
7: Rosie okay. W.
1: Let's stop now, okay? Uh, Lisa, Tina, Rick, Rivka, Nancy R, and Trisha. And um and uh, next time I'll ask for people who've already said their names, so just hang on. Um Let's start with Lisa, and please give me the initial of your last name and your location, if you wish.
8: Hi. Good morning. Thank you, Penny. My name is Lisa B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm in South Carolina, and I spell my name L-E-S-A. You know what really jumped out for me, believe it or not, when the person was reading the 12 steps and the second step was Um, came to believe that there was a power greater than myself, you know, and how much I...
1: Lisa, can't hear you.
8: Sorry, Penny, I was talking away. Can you hear me now?
1: Yes, yes oh
8: goodness okay hopefully I'll remember what I just said Um, hi my name is Lisa B and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina and I spell my name l-e-s-a you know what really jumped out for me is what
1: Lisa we lost you again I'm gonna go on to Tina and and maybe Lisa can call back in. Go ahead, Tina.
5: Thanks so much, Penny. Tina asks, Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Wow, what what a great paragraph. You know, pretty short, but pretty powerful for sure. You know, and for me, my experience was that only when i was you know when i became an alcoholic or compulsive eater was crushed by a self-imposed crisis that i could not postpone or evade we had to fearlessly face the proposition that either god is or, is or he everything or he is nothing Um, God either is or he isn't, you know, and that's the only time that I could ever come to that place when I was backed against a wall. But what really sticks out for me is the last sentence. What was our choice to be? You know, I can say this over and over. God either is or he isn't. He's everything or he's nothing. You know, I say that a lot. But what's my choice in any given situation, any given day? You know, and today, and I love that it was shared. Today, my choice is God is everything. You know, he is everything. You know, that's today, you know, I don't know, maybe it's because we're reading this paragraph, because it's not every day. But the good news is, is I have a solution. And I keep getting reminded because when I get back against the wall again, after trying to do what Tina does, you know, I'm I'm like, okay, God, I will not mind be done. You know, and and I, and the, the leading share also talked about, um, or maybe Lisa was just uh, starting to talk about, you know, coming to believe in the second step, you know, um, I had to come to believe because when I got here, I thought I believed in God, you know, I was raised in a religion, I was raised Catholic, I was certainly not a practicing Catholic. And I believed there was a God, but I didn't believe that God was working in my life. And today I do. I look over my shoulder. I see my experience. I see even when I wasn't sober or abstinent, you know, God was still working in my life. And today, you know, I'm so grateful and so honored to say he is everything, you know, because the the only other option is he's nothing. You know, and and I love what my God does in my life today, what he enables me to do and to be, and to be here on the line, to be sober, abstinent, and to be free. You know, that's what I came here for, is to be free, and I am with a power greater than myself. So with that, I'll pass. Great stuff. Looking forward to everyone else's share.
1: Thank you, Tina. S. And let's go back to Lisa B. Lisa, are you there now?
9: Yes. Can you hear me, Penny?
1: Three times a charm, so go ahead.
8: (laughs) Oh thank you and I you know if it doesn't work this time I'll just say it's not meant to be. I'm recovered. I'm in South Carolina. My name is Lisa and when our fellow was reading uh step 2 came to believe that a power greater than ourselves um greater, you know, greater than myself and that was the thing that jumped out for me of how much I I wanted to be god and that's just a slow process for me that I, I continue to go to that place. And, you know, when I say what I'm going to do, God laughs because God is God is God. And that's the thing. Um, just today, I, I love to look at this paragraph and where I am today. And that's the thing that I continue to see is that God is the one power, the one authority. And I'll think, oh, I'm going to do this, this and this. And no, you know, I really have to submit to this power and Get in touch and pray, you know, that I will be done, I will be done, and go with whatever happens and not fight. Um, and it's that self-imposed crisis that can... You see, that's all talking about that self-imposed crisis is when I was in the food, that I can still have self-imposed crisis today as a, as a recovered person, and I need my fellows. It is a we program. It's not a me program, but oftentimes... It is a quiet program where I have to just go inside and continue to connect with God and listen for that still small voice um, and not be God. So anyways, it's a constant balance of working with others, sharing with others, going inside, and that self-imposed crisis can appear at any moment, and I'm not God. So that's it. I'm just glad to be here and uh, grateful for all of you. I pass.
1: Thank you so much, Lisa B. And next we have Rick.
10: Uh good morning, Penny. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Rick J. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. And this you know, for me this is this is all about uh step two of course. And uh, you know, the wording in here it's it's very effective and it reaches me like no other wording can you know and uh it reminds me you know where i came from and why i need this you know i was crushed i was crushed by you know not just like when i became an alcoholic when i became um, a compulsive overeater you know i i didn't just out of the gate you know live in a world of powerlessness although that came pretty quickly uh, but, you know, what I was, was spiritually dead, emotionally broken, you know, and my self-imposed crisis and insane thinking, um, living in a life of bedevilness, you know, that's me being completely powerless and my life being completely unmanageable. That's where I have to be before this really becomes attractive to me. And um, what I do now. I kind of reword this um, step two. It's I choose to believe that only a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity, can save me. You know, we uh, we learned all about. um, You know, we're beyond human aid. You know, and there is a solution, and there's no return to human aid. And for me, that's true. And my mindset has always been kind of an all or nothing. Thinking anyway, so this dovetails perfectly into my pre-existing mindset and this proposition that either God is everything or nothing. either is or he isn't. What's my choice to be? you know I love that people have shared on that because it just helps me keep it simple. I complicate everything. It's not that I have to understand what this this power is that you know that I'm choosing to call God. It's just is easier for me. It's a choice. It is a choice. I choose now to believe that only this power greater than me can restore me to sanity. And the uh, we agnostics is it's the only place. And step two is the only step that's not specifically called out in the Big Book. You know, there's no wording that says we were now at step two. This is the second step of recovery. But all through this chapter, they just keep saying the same wording over and over again: power greater than ourselves, power greater than ourselves. And the implication is that's the only thing. That's going to save us, that's going to transform us, that's going to free us. And my choice is today is is to connect to that power simply by the directions that are coming in the book, coming up ahead. But if I don't access that power, I'm going to completely still live in the bedevilments, in my own powerlessness, in my own brokenness. I don't want to be spiritually dead and emotionally broken anymore. I want to live. I want to live in freedom, in the light, not alone in the dark where no one can save me because I am beyond human aid without this power. And I'm very grateful that all I have to do now is just simply choose to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity and then continually live in the actions that connect me to that power. With that, I pass.
1: Thank you. That was Rick J. from North Carolina. Rivka, you're next.
11: Good morning, everyone. I'm Rivka R. from Baltimore, gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, Thank you all for your service. Thank you, Penny and everyone on the line. If I had to pick one paragraph in this amazing book to take with me on a desert island, it would be this one. I'm, I'm Jewish, and the central tenet of my faith is something I've said out loud three times a day for the last 46 years since I came back to practicing my faith when I was 21 that proclaims God's oneness. I was never sure what that's supposed to mean in terms of practical application though. It's a beautiful concept I understood intellectually, the unity of all life, the connective energy in all the atoms but it certainly didn't affect me or my behavior with food or my emotions, which were in my face every waking moment. So I read these profound words in the big book many times before, but I read them like I recited my prayers. Like, okay, either God is or he isn't. What was our choice to be? Very nice. I didn't take it in. But two years ago when I was absolutely, I absolutely could not postpone or evade my self-imposed crisis anymore. When I read these words again, it was like, Rivka, wake up. Either God is or he isn't. What is your choice to be? Whoa, either God is God or food is God. What is my choice to be? Either God is God or my emotions are God. What is my choice to be? And choice, the dictionary definition is the deliberate action of picking up that which is superior. The choice that he is is far superior to a life where he isn't. And built, tapped into this incredible universal truth and put it in such a way that when I say those words, God is everything or he's nothing, what is my choice to be, my whole world comes into focus. I started saying these words out loud whenever I was disturbed, anxious, confused, stuck, upset. God, either you are or you're not, and I choose that you are. My power comes from choosing God. Immediately the fog clears, my ego gets right-sized, sanity and clarity and calmness flow in. It's such a powerful, bold, simple statement that goes straight to my heart and helps me put that beautiful concept of God's oneness into effective practice. I even used it this morning. I said, God, you either are or you're not, and my choice is that you are. So if you want me to share this morning for the benefit of someone else, then my voice will be heard. And if you don't, my voice won't be heard, and that will be for my benefit. What happens to me is God's choice. My response is my choice. The absolute miracle today is that I never felt I had a choice before, not in what I ate, when I was a slave to the food, not in what I felt. I was always a victim of others. And because of these 12 steps and reliance on God, I have a choice today. I can choose what goes into my mouth. I get to take ownership of my emotions. What an absolute miracle. And I am so humbled and so grateful for having that life. the life I have today. Thank you, God. Thank you, everyone on the line.
1: when I pass. And thank you, Riska J. R. Riska R. Oh, R- Riska R., correct. I've got that written down. <laughs> Nancy R., it's your turn.
8: Hi, this is Nancy R. from Illinois. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. So grateful for all of the shares this morning. Um, Very powerful. This paragraph is very powerful. Um, I have underlined, crushed by a self-imposed crisis. So um, I created this crisis. Um, I did this. It was self-imposed. I know I have a disease. And that um, it's analogy of the body and a compulsion of the mind. Um, But my crisis is self imposed. And um, there's only one way um, out of it, and that is the answer is a spiritual solution. And God, or whatever you call your higher power, is either everything or, or nothing. He is or He isn't. Um, and I have in the margins here, you know this question: What do I think about most each day? and Today, I'm thinking that that uh that is referring to God as everything or is nothing. my higher power is everything or my higher power is nothing um and that I need to um trust. that that higher power has got me. And I had a a lot of twisted thinking yesterday, and I worked my program, and I um, tried to be of service. And um, I don't know that I was thinking about God most all day. I think I was still thinking about me most. Now like what's happening with me and why I'm scared and what's when's this gonna stop and am I going to pick up and why is this happening and and I did I did keep I did keep going back to my higher power. Um and you know I hope this program works because when I, I did a tenth step and mid afternoon I did a tenth step and then I did some service. I got out of myself. Um and, and and whatever was going on with me was it has been lifted. And um so I trust in my spiritual experience, trust in God. Um what do I think about most each day? Am I thinking about and living in the solution of um of being in, in connection with my higher power? Or am I in the fear and the crazy thinking. Uh, so uh, that's what I have. Thanks. Bye.
1: Hey, thank you so much. That was Nancy R. And next we have Trisha. Then I'll be taking more names. Go ahead, Tricia.
6: Yes, this is Trisha D. from Georgia. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, good thank you so much for your service and this is absolutely my most favorite paragraph in the entire book um and so i was very excited to be able to share today so um I just thanks for that you know when it says here that we were when we i am a over ears, and i am been with vision for the past 3 years and um I am just so grateful that I've been able to have the neutrality with the food in abstinence, Um, at least for two and a half of those years. But prior to that, I was so crushed by a self-imposed crisis. I was recovering from a liver transplant and from fatty liver disease due to too much sugar consumption, and I was at wit's end, and I did not know what to do. And God directed me to a vision for you. And I am so grateful. But this paragraph, God is everything or God is nothing, has been my, my cornerstone for me. Um, when I'm realizing now that, and I quote this from Harlan G. he says, absence is not the most important thing. It's a given. But the most important is to enlarge my spiritual life and to help others. Uh, then abstinence happens because of the spiritual. And that is, and I have found that to be, that was written in my side notes of my, my big book on that page. And it's so true for me is my most important focus is enlarging my spiritual life and making God the center of everything that I do and also helping others. And then the abstinence just happens. Um, I certainly have to, you know, weigh and measure my food. I make my phone calls. I sponsor. Um, It's just, you know, you have to do the action. This is a program not for people who want it or who need it, but for people who do it. And that is so, so true. Even the page before on page 51, it says, the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of my life. And I can say ditto to that. Because staying in the present moment is absolutely what God has put on my heart, is stay in the present moment. I'm not in the past. I'm not in the future. I'm only in the present. And that's the only place where you have control. So my goal is to make each moment of my life enjoyable. And I take God with me throughout my day and in in service to others. And make I try to make life not a means to an end, to enjoy the moment in all the different tasks of my day, you know, not make it where oh I just can't have to get through this task and do this and then do this. No, enjoy every moment and enjoy uh, just being in the presence of God because He wants me to enjoy my day. And I just thank you for letting me share. And I just. They tell all our newcomers out there that put God first, and then the abstinence comes, and serve others, and the abstinence will follow. And thanks for letting me share.
1: Thank you, Trisha G. Trisha D. Um, and now that was from
6: Georgia, and I'm from Georgia.
1: Okay, thank you. Before I uh-huh. take more names for pe- from people who would like to share, let me remind you that if you shared. On Monday or Tuesday of this week, on any Vision for You meeting, we ask you to hold back and let other voices be heard. And so with that, um, let's let's especially people um, – well, let me tell you, we are on page 52, the second paragraph that begins with, we were alcoholics when we became alcoholics, and ends with, what was our choice to be? So especially if you said your name the first time and I didn't get it. Um, Lulu L. Lulu? Reva
3: P. Rosey Japanese. Dara
1: L. Dara
9: L. Shanna C. D. Wait
1: a wait, minute. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Who, whose last initial was C? Shanna C. Shanna. Okay. Here's who I have so far. I have Lulu. Um, the next person, someone whose name ended with C. Shana that was Shanna, okay. A-B-B. And then Jen, um, please Gen, give me your last name. Jen A. Jen a. a, Colorado. Uh, Dara L. And who else? So I'll take a couple more.
7: Rosie Mike. W. Rachel. Rosie
0: W. Mike
1: Carmella G. Gentleman? Hold on, who was the gentleman?
0: Mike S. And Mike S.,
1: okay, we'll see what time we have left after this. So here's the lineup. Lulu, Shanna, Jen, Dara, Rachel, and Mike S., and uh, please give me the initial of your last name and your location if you wish. Lulu, go ahead. Lulu, we can't hear you.
12: Okay, can I be heard?
1: Now you can, yes, go ahead. Yay! Okay, this is Lulu L in
12: Florida, Eastern Standard Time, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater as of today. I only claim my recovery one day at a time. I, as has been mentioned, this paragraph just blows me away every time I get to it. It is my touchstone for life, really. But it didn't become that when I was crushed by a self imposed crisis. It's like I had. Chains and cinder blocks holding my face down in the mud, in the muck, in the swamp. And only, only, only God could rescue me from my own self. I could not do it. And so I had to come to a place where, yes, either I was going to surrender and fall into the arms of God or I was going to continue to sink down further and further. And so, yes, that was my choice. God was my choice then. God is my choice today. I I had no other, there was no choices left. And the vision meeting was literally, is literally the last house on the block for me. Because I tried all the other houses. and they did not work for me, and I just sunk deeper and deeper with those chains and cinder blocks around my neck, and so I thank God today. I thank these vision meetings today. I thank each and every one of you for sharing and serving, and I agree with the previous share. If I was stranded on a deserted island Either God is everything or God is nothing. God either is or God isn't. That is how I would live on that island. So thank you, thank you for allowing me, allowing me to share. And thank you for being here. Thank you, moderator, and for all the other shares. And
9: with this, I pass.
1: Thank you. That was Lulu L. And next, Shanna, you're up.
9: Good morning. This is Shanna C. from Tennessee. uh, Grateful, recovered, compulsive, overeater through God's grace and uh, the miracle of this program. And um, you guys being here for me when this thing crushed me, uh, the self-imposed crisis had crushed me and it gave me a softer place to land and a way to live. And for that reason, I haven't found it necessary to use food as my solution. And I get, I almost get teary. Well, I am getting teary because i when I say those things, I'm reminded of what a miracle this really is and how it is uh, God in my understanding that's keeping me safe and protected, and it's not me. And the effort that I put into this is actually very minimal in comparison to what God does for me. And I think it is uh, uh, indicative of the level of surrender that I had gotten to that I can't even really explain or put into words. Um, I had tried uh, all kinds of different ways to manage my food or whatever, and I just, I kind of accepted that lot in my life, thinking, well, you know, 85, 90% of the country is overweight, fat, and has food issues, whatever, you know, I look at the population, and it's just, you know, who am I to think that I could be any different, um, and I thought everybody ate the same way or whatever, and it was just a few select people that were able to not eat the way that I did, and and remain thin and healthy and whatever. This was just for me and I needed to be happy that I was still alive. I had no idea that I was getting ready to be rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence when I fell down on my knees on a Sunday morning after being in program for multiple years um, in another fellowship and living in 10, 11 and 12 and big book and everything and food sponsor and everything and all of it. And it was then that I saw that I absolutely had no power because I still kept eating and thank God that people mention and talk about the alcoholic ingredients and in food, you know, um, because I could identify with that and thank God for that doctor's opinion, that this isn't just a moral thing, that this is a physical and mental thing and that no amount of food could ever, ever, ever touch what was hurting me so deeply. And that only a solution of power greater than me could soothe my soul sickness. And so grateful for this way of life that does it a day at a time. And I'm so grateful that I was faced with, the thing is I've lost the power of choice in whether I'm not I'm going to eat. I will eat left to my own devices unless I stay in the grace of God through these steps. And the only choice I have is God either is or he isn't. I'm either trusting God or I'm not. And thankfully, this way of life shows me when I am and when I'm not without me having to eat over it. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for all your shares. I appreciate you guys being here. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Shanna C. Um, Jen A. It's your turn. Hey, good morning, Penny. Thanks. Wow, you got you got a full house. <laughs> the bullpen where
13: everybody's <laughs> rushing in to speak on this paragraph today. You're doing awesome. I appreciate you oh wow i don't even know how i'm going to follow that share because i have god bumps from head to toe i love it thank you so much um for everybody who shared their experience strength and hope this morning you know the first time um that uh i remember being crushed and faced with this uh crisis um and really really turning my life and my will over to a power greater than myself that i knew that was going to restore me to sanity was in a back alleyway behind a Trader Joe's store after I'd binged six different times at convenience stores. I was in a thin body. Um, In fact, I was uh, anorexic, starving myself, um, using all sorts of pills and potions to keep myself skinny. And I'll never forget that moment where I just was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And when you're in crisis, you know, it's like you got to make a choice. It's that fight or flight. And I had been faced with this time after time after time again. And um, there was just something different that time. And, you know, thank you, God, uh, that you saved a girl like me. That's probably my favorite line um, that I say every single day because, um, you know, I I don't know what I would have done. I maybe would have died, like my best friend who died of anorexia um, and and her heart just gave out. Today I get to live. So for the newcomer who's struggling on this line, um, the anorexic, the bulimic, the exercise, the the bulimic, the compulsive overeater, um, I identify in with you. I've been there too. And, um, you know, today I don't choose the food or the gym or the pills or the potions or the American Standard toilet. That's not my choice. This paragraph is my choice. And it's not always easy to turn to God today. You know, when stuff comes up around your kids, leaving for Australia for five months to study abroad, It's not easy to turn your will and your life and your child again over to the care of God. But he showed me time after time again that I can do it. And when I do it, guess what happens? God does the abundant thing, not only in my life, but his life. And I've experienced that year after year, inventory after inventory from doing this 12-step work and living this 12-step way of life. All glory be to you, Lord. That's what I'm able to say today. I hated God when I came in this program. I served him in the church for 14 years. I didn't believe he existed. He didn't like, you know, he wasn't there for me. But all I know is that um, today I am much less likely to sit there and look in the mirror and say, mirror, mirror, on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? It's me. No, it's not. It's God. And that's the cool part. So it's over a period of time. Oh, thank you. I think I heard time. So I'll stop here. But um, it's intense. This crushing pain is intense. You're in crisis. And Penny, written in my big book, it says, God, I'm yours, and I trust you. Penny C. in Boston. I think I'm going to go with what you said whenever I wrote that
1: down. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jen. And, and I did not say time, so you're you, you're good. Um, next is Dara L.
14: Uh, Great. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Philadelphia. Um, So much, like such beautiful shares, hard to follow. Um, I think I'm going to go a slightly different way. I believe that um, this is just my belief system gained from years of doing it the wrong way. But um, I've, I've really come to believe that addicts are incapable of living in a godless universe. Like I am a worshiper and the big book talks about this elsewhere, right? I'm a worshiper of things, of people, of food, of, you know, myself, um, whatever. And, and I, and I really, really think that sometimes like I think about myself when I first came into program and how much resentment I had towards God, how much unbelief, how much lack of faith. And I was crushed, By a self imposed crisis, but even more so than that, by the crisis that comes for me when I'm putting other things in the place of God. You know, when I'm worshiping at the altar of food and then praying to the porcelain gods, when I'm, you know, thinking that a thin body is the be all and end all, when I'm just kind of putting other things in the place of the big G capital God. And I think, you know, when I was in active addiction, I had to fearlessly face the proposition that either my disease was everything or nothing. And um, and I think the thing that kept me coming back to recovery and that kept me wanting to do the work was the realization that deep, deep down inside, the things that I was making God weren't big enough, like, and they weren't working. And that was a crisis That crushed me because I didn't know that there was anything else that could be in its place. I didn't believe. Um, And for me, the moment that I really embarked on recovery was the moment that I said, you know what, maybe my disease isn't everything. Maybe it's not working. Maybe it's not big enough. And if I can just set that aside, then maybe I can meet something that is going to work and that is going to be sustainable. And I have come, I love, I'm sorry that Lisa B got cut off because I loved the the beginning of step two that she was starting to share. But my experience is, is that I did not believe in the beginning. I had to come to believe in a God that is bigger than I could have ever imagined over time. But I started off by just, fearlessly facing the proposition that maybe my disease was not working. It could not be my God. And knowing that I'm a person who cannot live without something to believe in that's bigger than me. And, you know, food is bigger than me. Like It is an endless supply. And it worked um, for about, you know, Uh, It worked until it didn't, right? It wasn't big enough. And so, um, yeah, for anyone who's like me and can't yet believe in God, I think it's okay. I think we just have to believe that the disease can't be God and that there is something else. And that discovery of something else has been um, given so much meaning to my life. And I was suicidal before I got recovered. So, um, anyways, with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much for your service.
1: And thank you, Daryl, for sharing. Next, we have Rachel W., Rachel W
7: Hi, Penny. I think it was Rosie W
1: What what is it please? Rosie I'm sorry, would you spell your name?
7: <laughs> of course Rosie R O S I E
1: Oh Rosie, okay Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead.
7: Thank, you. thank you, Penny uh, Rosie W gratefully recovered compulsive ovarita Um Thank you, Penny, and everyone else who's done service or shared today. Um, this is the absolute gold standard this 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 passage in the big book for me um and what I'm drawn to within this is is it God is everything, or else God is nothing um, and my problem um as a recovered woman is the persistent delusion that there is a third way (laughs) and this delusion crops up many times each day um because i'm a self-willed human being and it's it's this belief it's never it's never a conscious belief but when i look back on it in my nightly review i can see the times where i've tried to find a third way where there's you know a good bit of God. Rosie, we
1: lost you. Now? Here you go. Oh, okay. All right, got your back.
7: Okay. Um, yeah, so um, for an example of me trying to find this third way a bit of God, a bit of Rosie. I get up very early in the mornings because I have very young children. It's my only quiet time in the day. And you know, when I found myself this morning, just just doing a bit of washing up because there was still so much left from last night. I thought, you know, I should probably just break the back of this before everyone comes down. So there I am. I'm willing. I'm willing to get out of bed and I'm going to pray in a minute and I'm going to sit down and do some two way prayer in a minute. But first, I'm just going to do that. Um, and it doesn't work because, as the book says, this is a binary choice. God is either everything or else He's nothing. And it was this. It was this question actually. Um, that that brought me to vision i was on the phone to a fellow as three years ago and i was heavily pregnant with my second child um we were going into covid all sorts of things were happening the hospital said i was no longer able to give birth the way that i planned to i was furious and i i did a very sort of ropey step 10 with this fellow and she listened <laughs> she just sort of said mm, yeah i mean it this is just reminding me of you know god is everything or else he is nothing <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, but this is about my choice as a mother giving birth. But of course, it wasn't my choice. It was God's choice. You know, what was going to happen was what was going to happen. And when she later became my sponsor and uh, offered me, if I wanted to, the opportunity to spend a day just having a go at God is nothing, I refused. I was too frightened because I know that my tolerance for life lived on a non-spiritual basis is is pretty much zero i cannot i cannot afford to have a day of god is nothing my spiritual work these days is on moving slowly enough to remember what it tells me to do on pages 86 88 which is to pause throughout the day when agitated and doubtful and ask god for direction and to remind myself multiple times over that that i am, that I am not in charge that's my challenge to move slowly enough to remember that i'm not in charge and that i have I will... one choice Thank you. And that I have one choice or another. There is no middle way. That will pass.
1: Thank you. And next we have Mike S.
0: Thank you very much. Mike S. here. I'm very grateful this morning. Thanks for all the service, everyone. And thanks for all the great shares. Um, what really the main thing that's been coming to me from, from listening, but also from reading this particular paragraph is the same phrase. Um, you know, God is everything or else he is nothing. And it just really reminds me that not only, you know, do I have to keep trying to bring God into everything? It's step 12, really, isn't it? You know, the, the, the third part of step 12, you know, um, practicing these principles in all my affairs and, What are the principles there, the steps, which helped, uh, you know, what are the purpose of the steps to, um, you know, remove the barriers and to help me to find and foster and continue to develop uh, a conscious companionship with my higher power, with God. That's that's what I feel the um, program is all about. So any work I do, any of the step work I do is really with that focus now, And, um, you know, I'm just feeling really a lot of gratitude today, really. I'm feeling a lot of serenity. And that's something that three and a half months ago when I was in the middle of relapse, a sort of five-month relapse, I didn't have. Um, It's such a blessing. It's such a great thing. And that's the main thing I want to share with everyone today. I'm happy cleaning the bath when, you know, because my mum's asked me to clean the bath and I'm happily doing it. Because I'm able I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have been able to be willing to you know do the steps, get through the steps and to continue working them and I, I feel that I'm really starting to see the promises come through now, um, like day after day after day, of course, I only have this moment. anything can happen, but even just three or four days ago, I had a very long day at work. my work is either very intense, and I'm working for short periods of time like a week super intensely with lots of people to sort of be responsible for or i'm not working and i'm free to do as much recovery as i please but the reality is uh, I, i i almost have to do more in those days when i when i'm so busy and there's so many pressures and there was a day when i wasn't able to get to the phone i wasn't able to connect with sponsees or my sponsor or fellows but i coped with everything that that day threw at me all the different challenges because I was able to keep God nearby. And, you know, I got to the end of the day at 11.30 when I finally got to my hotel room and I'd managed to find a dinner and, and that was abstinent for me on the way. And, you know, I was just really thankful. Um, and that's the main thing I want to share. So, yeah, what, what an amazing program we have, what an amazing 12 steps. And, and with that, I will pass.
1: Thank you, my guest. We have time for a one minute share. Does anybody want to take that minute? Maybe Vanessa no. G. Who is this? Vanessa? Vanessa. G. Go ahead, Vanessa, and that will end us.
15: Okay, call me time because I'm not sure. My name's Vanessa G and I am recovered in New Mexico. Um, Two or three years into recovery, I was still seeking. I was still looking for the God that was the truth. And um, I was volunteering as a tutor um, at a local middle school. I went in and um, sat down with the kid. And, you know, in 13, we pulled a book from the shelf, and it was on Einstein's theory of relativity. And I sat down with him, and we were reading through it. And in 13-year-old language... I was explaining the theory of relativity by Einstein. And I had this huge spiritual experience during that period of time. It was, um, it just came to me God is everything. God is everything. God is everything. I wanted to shout it from the mountaintops God is everything. And it just completely opened my mind to all possibilities. And um, I'm so grateful for this program of recovery that opened my mind, made it possible me to understand and experience and um, have a relationship with a higher power in everything and i am so so grateful thank you all for bringing me um the 12-step program of recovery this morning and always thanks
1: thank you vanessa and thank you for closing out the sharing for this hour and to, and okay, hold on a minute. Thank you, everyone else who shared, everyone who joined in by just calling in. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Share ID for today's date, which is Wednesday, January 4th, 2023, is 1-9-8-2-2, 19822 19,822. We are now going to close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Marge O. please unmute and read, starting with Our Book is Meant to be Suggestive Only.
16: Good morning again, Penny. May I be heard?
1: Yes. Okay,
16: thank you. This is Marge O. from Massachusetts, great to be recovered, day a time. Our Book is Meant to be Suggestive Only.